Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jake's producing today. My bud Shane Matthews is alongside. Dan Mullen will talk today as he usually does at 1 o'clock. We will bring that to you live. But now we are going to bring in the head ball coach, uh, Steve Spurrier, who always comes on with us uh, first thing on Mondays to talk a little bit about uh, – what he saw in the Gator game. We're also going to talk to Coach about the reunion of the 93 team. And this is all brought to you by Lake Area Metal Solutions, a local manufacturer of quality metal roofs, and you can call them today. Coach, welcome. Um, first of all, let's start on a positive note. You're on the field there for the reunion of the 93 team. How was, how was that weekend for you? I tell you what, Steve, it really was a wonderful weekend for the 93 team, everything except the ball game. Uh, we, we didn't play very well, obviously, uh, when it came 7.30, ready to play Kentucky again. But I tell you what, it, it was interesting. A lot of times we forget how well those guys played back in those days. Uh, Shane uh, and then Terry Dean and Danny, uh, you know, gosh, that was 25, 27, 28 years ago and so forth. And uh, – the students here weren't even born there, so they don't know anything <laughs> about it. But I, I started looking, uh, Shane, at the stats uh, from the uh, Alabama SEC championship game and the, and the Sugar Bowl, which those two games made that season. You know, we had nine wins. Uh, but we had to beat Alabama to win the championship, and then we had to beat West Virginia, who was undefeated, to win the Sugar Bowl. And I found out, I'd forgotten about this, Willie Jackson caught nine passes in both games. 18 receptions in two games. Uh, Terry Dean was 20 of 37 and 22 of 37 for 256 and 255. I mean, everything was so consistent. Eric Ratt ran for 105 and 94, something like that. We made a whole bunch of first downs. Uh, the defense uh, got some turnovers, made some plays when they had to. And uh, it was just amazing how consistent uh, game after game. And Shane was the same way the two, two, three years he played here, 90, 91, 92. And uh, 92, we didn't have uh, quite as strong of an offensive line as all those other years. In fact, we started two freshman uh, offensive tackles, Jason Odom and Reggie Green. But uh, anyway, it was, uh, you know, staying on the field, making a whole bunch of first downs and things like that is, is what those teams did. Uh, we had excellent defense, don't get me wrong, but, but our offensive guys, they, they could stay out there on the field, make a bunch of third downs, and, and play consistently week after week. So it was, it was, it's neat to reminisce about that a little bit. Steve, uh, when you watched the game Saturday night, what were your impressions? What did you see? Oh man, wasn't wasn't very pretty. Uh, I tell you what, I did see though. I saw Miss Two Bits, Bridget Sloan. <laughs> I'm sitting up there in one of those. I actually sit with uh, Scott Strickland and Jeremy Foley up at the AD box. Jerry and I, and from up there, I couldn't tell it was a, a female. I just saw the yellow shirt and the tie and everything, and she jumped around and gave it to two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar. Then all of a sudden, a back somersault and then a back flip, 
And I said, who in the world is this? And, uh, and then the next day in the paper, we read that it was uh, Bridget Sloan, who was, uh, I guess, an all-American gymnast here. And uh, that was pretty neat. In fact, the Gainesville Sun had a big, big picture of her turning a flip. So, so maybe that ended up being the highlight of the night. Uh, but we didn't play all that well and give Kentucky credit. I tried to tell you last week that they're a good team. Yep. Uh, they may not be Georgia or Alabama or some of those people, but they're good enough. And, uh, and we just we didn't we didn't play our best. That's for sure. Coach, when you look at this game, I, I listen to Coach Mullins' uh, post game press conference. You know, I don't think I've heard a coach here speak the truth and what's on his mind as Coach did after that game. You know, he said if we we hit a hail mary and win this game, I still don't feel very good about where our, where our football team is right now. Um, how long do you think it can will take? I mean, obviously, you know, we should we probably should have lost to Kentucky last year. Let's be honest, and could have lost oh, yeah. could have lost to Tennessee. This could be a, a two win team from last year. So uh, I think he understands you know where this program is, but uh, he just got to get his players in here, and it may take some time. Well, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, last year was. Uh, not all that pretty, uh, but I don't think we can just say time out. <laughs> we got a bunch of bad dudes here. Uh, let, let, let's uh, let's say we got some good players and we got to play better. I, I, I think that's going to be his message pretty much now. But uh, as far as recruiting, I mean, it's no. It doesn't take a genius to look at uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, Oklahoma, and those guys that are always up there. Uh, they get the they get the number one through five recruiting classes every year. And that's, that's how you certainly build your program. If you're fortunate enough to do that, uh, obviously everybody can't be one through five, but, uh, I was just thinking back, uh, how fortunate when I got here, Steve in 90, mm-hmm. uh, we were loaded with players. Shane was here, even though he was what fifth or sixth team quarterback, <laughs> he was already here, uh, but we had defensive linemen and backs and offensive line running backs. Eric Rett was here. Willie McClendon. Terrence Barber, we had good players already here, championship players, and we went ahead and won it that first year, and that same team was 7-5 and five the year before, basically, with Emmett Smith. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think what we the mindset is we got to play better, and mm-hmm. I know we're banged up on defense. I mean, we're playing some freshman kids at corner and a lot of other places. Hopefully, C.C. Jefferson getting back this week will help the pass rush, help the defensive line, and so forth. But, uh, yeah, I believe we can play a lot better, and I, I think that's the message uh, I'm sure our coaches are going to get to the guys. But we do need to recruit and recruit and recruit. That's the, that's the name of college sports. Steve, I know you know you look at the quarterback position. Uh, when you watched Franks play the other night, what did you see with him? Well, I saw what everybody saw. <laughs> Seemed to struggle a bit. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't want to get into much detail and so forth. Uh, but again, we got to run the ball better. Everybody knows that. Just going to uh, ask no, you that. Yep. Uh, there's no secrets uh, in football. If you can control the line of scrimmage and run the ball, then you're able usually to throw the ball pretty well and so forth. Uh, our running game hadn't been as good as we thought it was going to be, and uh, I, I don't have the answer. Uh, Seems like we're playing several running backs, and uh, I don't know if one has outshined the others. Uh, but uh, I know back in change day, Eric Rett, he carried the ball about 25, 30 times every game uh, because he was our best one. And it's, it's easy on coaches when you know who your best players are. And I think right now we're sort of still searching to see who's the best and uh, and, and go from there. Right now the receivers are – 
you know, they, I think Van Jefferson leads the team with just six catches. So we, we're still spreading spreading it out a whole whole bunch and uh, so forth. So uh, I think the coaches, Dan Mullen, those guys uh, realize they, they got a lot of coaching to do this year. You know, we, we'll wait till next year next year, uh, try to salvage as good a record as we can. Heck, we're not out of anything yet. Uh, sometimes a good loss like this will shake up some guys. You know, everything was – sort of too comfortable after we clobbered Charleston Southern. And now there's a little there's a little fear. There's a little fear, hey, we can get beat if we don't play well. That's one thing I try to tell every team. We can lose this game. I always had a few guys. Ain't no way, Coach, we're going to lose these guys. I say, yes, we can. You go out there and play half-ass, drop the ball, throw a few picks, a few fumbles. Yes, we, we can lose this game. So, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel comfortable you know, Coach Mullen, this coaching staff will get after him this week in practice. I think you'll probably, I think we'll see a different team as, as far as the effort and consistency and things of that nature. Okay. Steve, always a pleasure to have you and uh, appreciate your time. Thanks for doing it. Okay. You know what, Steve? Before yeah. I hang up, uh, I was just looking back at uh, all the receivers. You know, I was talking about Willie Jackson and we've sort of forgotten about him. Uh, but then Chris Doring came right after him. And then Travis McGriff, and of course Ike Riedel and Quezzy and Percy Harvin and all those guys later. Uh, but three of the all-time leading receivers in Gator football history are, are from right here in Gainesville. Uh, Willie Jackson was second in uh, receptions and second in yardage. Doring was uh, touchdowns. He led the SEC for a long time. I think he's tied for most touchdowns. And Travis McGriff still holds the regular season record of most yards uh, uh, back in '98. So Gainesville has produced wide receivers. How about that, Steve? <laughs> yeah, they sure have. All right. Ain't no question about that. That's All right. right. Good talking to you guys. Okay, Steve. Right, see ya. Yep, thank you. <laughs> Guy knows the stuff, man. It's <laughs> you, you know, if you're having a bad day, just get him on and things are good. Steve Spurrier joining us here. Uh, brought to you every Monday with us by Lake Area Metal Solutions. Call them today, 352-481-7663. Or check them out online, Lake Area Metals com. We will take a break and come back. Shane will join me. Uh, Dan Mullen will talk at 1 o'clock. Call us up. Talk some sports here on Sports Scene. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jonathan Acosta. Make sure to stay tuned in at 1 o'clock as we'll have live coach of Gator Football head coach Dan Mullen's press conference today as he speaks following Florida's weekend loss to Kentucky and looks ahead to Colorado State. Also at 1 p.m., the Gator soccer team looks to break a five-game winless streak as they visit UCF today. The game is a replay following a series of lightning delays that postponed yesterday's match. Following a 2-1 record at this past weekend's Lumberjack Invitational, tune in right here today at 6 to listen to Gator Talk with Florida Volleyball head coach Mary Wise. After that, keep it tuned right here as we'll have live coverage of tonight's Monday Night Football doubleheader. The Jets take on the Lions at 7, and then the Raiders host the Rams at 10. For ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, I'm Jonathan Acosta. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF.